0: Hi there and welcome to this week's audio edition of Off Grid and Ignorant in Portugal. It's been a couple of weeks since my last post but in the meantime I've written a blog for the other thing I do which is called The Big Portuguese Wine Adventure. I don't record that uh, at the moment but you can Google it or check through Substack and uh, and read uh, on the latest dispatch from there which is called Alentejo in the Sun. It's all part of our building towards launching a proper podcast on there in the next couple of months. But for today, the title of this week's dispatch is Water Disaster, Money Down the Plug Hole. It's been one of those weeks in the Valley of the Stars. For the best part of three years, water has been our obsession, but the latest attempt to solve our biggest long-term challenge has just ended in an expensive failure. We shower in mineral-rich borehole water and drink filtered rain but for our new eco lodge that's not going to cut it we need a reliable system of delivering plenty of clean drinking water and have called a lot of people from colorado to the netherlands and there's no simple answer to the variables of supplying filtering treating and storing our h2o we hadn't realized just how hard it is to purify your own drinking water when the work isn't already done for you by someone else or the amount of unsustainable plastic bought becomes unsustainable. At this point, I'll be honest. Full disclosure, this is my second draft of this week's Dispatch, because the first attempt was so far into the weeds that while reading it out loud, I bored myself, my wife, the dogs, and even the cats who are trying to endear themselves to us at the moment. So in short, we spent months sussing out different water diviners, hearing a pitch from a man with a magically suspicious sensor, and eventually betting on Twitching Justino, whose divining inspiration first marked the spot with an X in late August. In December the Wild West crew dug deep and struck water and this April the pump was installed and the first samples of our not terrible 5,000 litres a day could be collected. Simon the dog seemed to like it but the proof of the drinking is in the testing, as I have explained. And please go to the website Off Grid and Ignorant in Portugal to look at some of the previous episodes and, of course, the photographs. The samples took an age at the lab, with results dribbling through to us like an under-resourced tap, and each result slightly drained away our optimism a little more. This week, the report came back in full with the worst of all worlds. Not only is our new water salty, but it also contains iron. And while both are good for us in small quantities, these are not small quantities. And salt and iron are removed from water in two different ways. Both systems can be as expensive as each other. So now, after years of pondering the best solution to deal with salts in solution, we're back to the drawing board, less than a year before we're due to open. We will solve it through a combination of rainwater capture, reverse osmosis and ion exchange filters and storage. But it's frustrating pouring money down a well only to see our levels of water confidence dropping. And when we do succeed and water becomes even more of a scarce resource, we will at least have a good long-term sustainable solution. If you would like to know more of the pros and cons of all our solutions, I have pages of copy ready to run, so please let me know and I'll try not to nod off while I'm explaining it. The borehole was always going to be an expensive gamble, but we hoped the water gods would be looking down on us. Perhaps they'll be happier now that we have sacrificed two of the kittens. When I say sacrifice, Cam Camarena popped over this week to pick up Batcat, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, and Doc Holliday as the time had come for the two of the four mittens to move into their new home. Mum Val Kilmer had been holding advanced fight training and roof-running classes this week, so we're confident they'll be just fine in Quinta Camarena. Moving from seven animals to five and five cats to three has instilled a certain level of calm. Herding cats is a bit like... Herding cats. In fact, a lot of things related to our building project are like herding cats. But in an attempt to keep you away from the unsubscribe button, I'll employ restraint and allow all the frustrations to wash over me like a crisp, clean waterfall, because there's more fun to be had. Happy Portugal Day. Yes, June the 10th, as I'm recording this, is a national holiday here in Portugal. It commemorates the death of famous 16th century poet Luís de Camões, Portugal's equivalent of Shakespeare, who penned the country's national epic poem, Óx Lusíadas, about the golden age of Portugal's globe-trotting explorers. And there's nothing like decorating the streets of your local town with ceilings of paper flowers to take your mind off water woes. On the eve of the holiday, we headed into Sao Teotónio, our nearest town, to help our friend Rui and the team of dedicated decorators install the decorations. We'd popped into the local parish council hall a couple of times to half-heartedly help fold coloured paper tissues into flowers and fluttering strings for the biennial Festival de Mastroche, or Festival of the Masts, and even brought a few friends along to help. But now the time had come to hang strings of colourful bunting from masts so they could fan out across town and in a few other nearby villages. It used to be a huge event in the community, with dozens of people pitching in. But a lot of younger folk have moved to Lisbon or beyond, and a Covid lull lost some of the momentum. But the volunteers, folding and cutting by day and by night, have created a most astonishing array for street decorations. While Portugal Day launches the festival, the flowers also bring colour to a series of Saints' Days, from now until the end of July, when the road roofs will remain. Music, marches and dances will take place underneath, and a small stage has been set up for the opening this evening. But just as Rui was planning for an all-nighter to get all the decorations in place, the rain we've wanted, but a day earlier, began to deliver a sudden storm, the like of which climate change now provides. It's tradition. One of the guys shrugged as the rain fell and some of the colour started dripping out of the first fan of paper strings, which were at least a little protected by trees. Apparently it happens most years, even when the weather forecast predicts just a 3% chance of rain as it did this year. Overnight efforts were suspended, but the new day began with sunshine and hopefully there'll be plenty of time to get all hands on deck in time for the party water woes eh we can't seem to escape them thanks very much for listening do check out some of the photos and the video time lapse i did of the ribbons being put up in the street and i'll see you next time